0: With your MX card entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select campus events while supplies last, make every tap
1: music to your ears. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer rated BF Goodrich All Terrain T A KO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way that tire buying should be.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.
4: to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked
5: in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture
4: was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever
1: you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
6: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: What up with you Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. I thought uh, Mike Tomlin's rant, which is like rant of the week, right? I thought Mike Tomlin did a great job of uh of saying something which many believe, which is coaching in the pros is way better than coaching in college. But it also doesn't mean that coaching in the pros isn't without its pitfalls, right? And the, the biggest pitfall is you got to be really careful who you call out and how you call them, call them out. You know, Tom Brady didn't play every great every game. Bill Belichick is alleged to have called Tom Brady out plenty of times behind closed doors. Publicly, I don't remember him doing it. I don't remember him doing, you know, last year when, uh, the Rams, the Rams, it took a weird turn over the last kind of two years, but last year specifically Jared Goff, you could tell that they weren't happy with Jared Goff and then Jared Goff was traded. AJ Green has been a tremendous player. Tremendous. Um, I don't know if he's a hall of famer, if I'm being honest. But it should be pointed out that, like, A.J. Green's time, when he played in Cincinnati, everybody, like, wants to, we all want to look at Cincinnati through a lens of the last couple years, and we forget that, like, his Cincinnati team's early on. Those were playoff teams. You know, playoff teams. And here's a guy that had over 1,000 yards receiving six of his first seven years in the National Football League. The the problem with AJ is he was always really 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 good. He never at everything, you know. He was he caught a lot of touchdown passes, but it wasn't like he led the league. He caught a lot of yards, you know. He was also he he. I mean the high volume of catches. Ninety seven and ninety eight and eighty six were his uh, top three seasons in terms of overall receptions. So he wasn't a he wasn't a uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Where you you get like. You get first downs all the time. You know, he wasn't wasn't necessarily just a chain mover and he wasn't to take the top big play wide receiver. Like, AJ's done a bunch of everything. Everything. But now he's on a new team. This is his first year of the Cardinals and he's having a good year. He's having a good year. Not a great year, but a good year. You know, considering he's their second most known weapon, like New Hopkins, he takes kind of the air out of the room. But he's got 29 catches on 43 targets through eight, ga- through, through eight games. He's only started six. But the last play, the Cardinals had the football. They threw it to his back shoulder and he was blocking like it was a running play. Completely unaware. He obviously didn't hear the check. But he should have known the check. Right? But the interesting part is not in the loss or in misreading or the mistake that's made it's what happens afterwards so the the thing with coaching and playing quarterback kind of the same thing is you have to manage your own ego your own personality you got to be accountable and and you got to be honest but there's a way of being honest with what actually happened and carefully not throwing anybody under the bus so here's Kyler Murray on what happened with him and AJ Green
6: See, don't know. Um, uh, So, some miscommunication. I couldn't tell you, but, you know, we just got to be better. I know he's hot, you know, um, emotions running high. Obviously, after the fact, it's, you know, we both know we weren't on the same page, and uh, it cost us, but, you know, we'll we'll be better because of it.
1: Now here's Cliff Kingsbury on A.J. Green.
6: Cliff, do you feel like that's... The back shoulder is the one route that's not going to be intercepted? Yeah, I mean, we feel like it's a safe throw if, if he knew the route to run. No question. Yeah, they brought zero. It was the right place to go with the ball. Just didn't communicate on some level, and then the guy made a good
1: play. I mean, that's, right, That's that, That's that's calling him out, isn't it? I mean, pretty obviously calling him out. So I I, I think it'll be interesting. I don't know what kind of guy AJ is. I would assume AJ like again if that if we have that same conversation and there's no microphones and cameras, not a big deal. It's just not. And 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 in all honesty, like it just it's a mistake. We're all allowed to make mistakes. You find me the athlete that hasn't made a mistake. But usually, you want to own up to it yourself. In this case, he wasn't being interviewed; everybody else was. But Cliff's like, you know, if you run the right route and you put the ball in the right place, we're not we're sitting here as a winner. It's a perfect throw. Instead, it ends in an interception. It's a, it's you want that because the the last thing that can happen is you intercept the football if he's paying attention. Instead, the events make back makes a great play, but it never would have gotten there if AJ Green was aware. I don't think it's horrible the way that, that it was handled, but it definitely could have been handled better, right? Could have been handled better. Yes, Jason.
7: Doug, do you think that um, the way he handled that question was more along the lines of how he would answer a question in college? In other words, I, I see a college head coach maybe doing that because it's like, a, I don't know, a teaching moment and, and uh, I, I don't know. But do you think he would have handled I it differently?
1: I, no. Um, I don't think that was full-on college. Um, I think I think that's Cliff is. Remember, Cliff played in the league. Cliff is offense is his side of the ball. I think that's just Cliff matter of factly saying like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like kind of obvious who screwed the thing up, right? Like I I can't, you know, like and maybe AJ's the kind of guy that that that's sitting there mad at himself because he didn't hear it, and he's cool with it. I don't think that was full-on college. I think that was Cliff going like, hey, I know pros, pros don't mind. As long as you don't specifically say A.J. Green screwed this thing up, A.J. knows he screwed it up, you know, we, we, we move on sort of thing. You know, it's a hard one. hard one. But it's a big win for Green Bay. I mean, and it's one of those wins where, and John Middlecoff said it earlier, look, how they end up in the playoffs is probably going to determine whether or not Aaron Rodgers wants to come back. But it's, it's pretty hard to imagine that Aaron Rodgers couldn't be impressed by what Brian Gunekunst was able to do and put around him. And, you know, look, the toughness of that football team. And, and Rodgers himself pointed. Here's Aaron Rodgers after the game.
4: This is a scrappy team. This is a tough, physical, gritty team. I'm so proud of our guys. Without our defensive coordinator, without yeah. MVS, The best receiver in the league, Devontae Adams. Alan Lazard, our do-it-all guy. To have these guys come out and play the way they did, I'm so proud of them. so proud of the line. And to watch our defense finish off the game like that, on the road, against a great football team, that's what it's all about. It's going to be a great freaking ride back to Green Bay. We're going to
1: celebrate this, have a great weekend, and get back uh, after it next week. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Ramos. You want to get on this?
8: I was going to say, you also have to give a lot of credit to the head coach. I mean, he basically... Made a plan. It took away what most people think the Green Bay Packers are, which is just a throw team with an occasional run, you know, of Aaron Jones, whatever, and, and Dylan's been doing well, and just changed up everything It just said, we're going to run the ball, we're going to dunk and pass the ball, we're going to do screens, and we're going to hold the ball for as long as we can so that Kyler Murray and them can't do anything with the ball. And it worked. I mean, they changed their whole game plan that they normally do week to week to fit the game that they had to play. And it worked. It, it was, it was, you got to give the guy a lot of credit. A lot of people talk about how the, oh, the coaches don't really, you know, this guy could coach that team. That can, that was a hell of a game plan for a team to walk into that game and say, hey guys, look, I normally, we normally do this the entire season, but we don't have these guys. So here's a new game plan we're going to run and let's see if we can do it. And they did it to a T.
1: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, yeah, look, I, I do think that they've wanted to run the football and Here's where Brian Gunnikunst is um here's where Brian Gunnikunst is uh, is a, a, a big part of the process is the drafting of AJ Dillon. Remember last year they had Jamal Williams and everybody's like, man, you draft why are you drafting AJ Dillon in the second round like there's a reason. Now you have a dynamic one too you you probably overpaid Aaron Jones a little bit, but he's a he can play all four downs, uh, all three downs, excuse me, and catch the ball in the backfield and Dylan is an absolute hammer. And they're a perfect combination between the two. You're right that they did run far more and control, which is, by the way, what I, I kind of, we thought would happen. But it's, and their ability to do it, though, was because that's how LaFleur, who's, you know, a convert to um, Shanahan's offense, that's where it kind of all comes from. Hell of a win. That's a good, good win. Good, good win. Fuller has 33 wins in 40 games. That's better than both Chuck Knox and George Seifert, who are 32-8 and eight in their first 40 games. Passed Don Shula for best win percentage in the first 40 games as coach. So his win percentage is 825. He's been in two straight NFC Championship games. In the history of the game, only Guy Chamberlain, who coached the Canton Bulldogs in the 1920s, has more wins in his first 40 games as coach. That's a great number. Speaking of championships with 14 championship races worth $31 million in purses and awards, the Breeders' Cup is two days of horse, racing's, a horse racing that's too big to miss. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2021 or bet now at tvg.com. Ooh, I can't wait to tell you who you should pick and who you should stay away from. Five for five is upcoming next.
6: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
9: Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
3: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, the numbers have been good, and we're not going to lie, right? been really 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 good um and so with that in mind i just i want to tell you and be honest with you that uh, we're kind of feeling our oats a little bit feeling good about ourselves let's get to the picks
6: i want winners well we got them five nfl five college five on three one two three five. it's five for five with doug gottlieb
8: let's go five
1: doug gottlieb show fox sports radio Five picks college, five picks pros. You can check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be president in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Um, cocktail party game Florida taking on Georgia. Uh, here's a Florida team that's coming off a loss. Two weeks ago to LSU. They've actually lost two of their last three games. Kentucky on the road. LSU on the road. Um, lost a close game, as we remember, to Florida. That one at home. This one up in Jacksonville. They're taking on the dogs of Georgia. Now, Georgia Bulldogs are undefeated. They also have had a week off. So it kind of eliminates the week off thing. They've won at home. They've won the road. They've won a neutral. They're really, really good. Um, here's how I look at it. I, I think... Georgia is clearly better. Two touchdowns better is a big question. The over-under is 51. This is a Georgia team that has an incredible defense. Defense travels. Um, I like Georgia to win and to cover. If if you can get it at 13 or 13 and a half, even better. But I like, it's a big number. I just love that defense. So Georgia and 14 will take it. Arizona State welcomes in Washington State. Here's an Arizona State team that has always has some high highs and some low lows. They're coming off a loss to Utah. Previous to that, win over Stanford, win over UCLA on the road, win over Colorado. They're returning home to Tempe. They're taking on Washington State. Nick Rolovich, the head coach of the Wazoo, was fired. It's a Washington State team that hasn't played well at all on the road. Um, I like the Sun Devils in this one, laying 16 points. Again, a big number. I, I understand a big, big number, but I will take them nonetheless. I was a three-point dog at Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin has put themselves back into at least the conversation in the Big Ten with some recent wins, most notably over Purdue. And Purdue was coming off a win over Iowa, the Army, good team. The Illinois, eh? But Iowa had a week off. Iowa's got a dynamic defense. And as long as they don't turn it over, I think they're good. How about the over under in this thing is 36 and a half for college football? That's low. Partially, that's because Graham Mertz, quarterback for Wisconsin, their win over Purdue, completed five passes, only threw the ball eight times. This game's going to go quick. They're going to run the football a ton. And I was going to win as a road dog. Give me the Hawkeyes. Give me the Hawkeyes. Okay, two more for you. That I really, really like. Um, this one is the biggest game of the week. No, it's not Kansas taking on Oklahoma State. It's not Boise State taking on, right? But Kansas, that's my alma mater. And they're taking on a Kansas team who led Oklahoma for a half. By the way, I'll give you that pick as a bonus upcoming. Um, this one's interesting to me. It's Ohio State, Penn State, one of the two big games this weekend. Uh, Penn State, and how they ha- how are they going to handle this thing, right? How are they going to handle the fact that you know their quarterback play has been terrible since injury, right? I mean, Clifford last week in the loss to Illinois, 165 yards, 34 passes. Yikes. They've lost two in a row, obviously both, since the injury at quarterback. They're taking an Ohio State team, and this is the time of year normally, normally that Ohio State kind of cranks things up. Um, I like this quote right, from Ryan Day. If you look at the teams we've had in the past, it's always been a dogfight. Well, the spread's not a dogfight. So what does that mean? Right? Um, we expect, this is uh, James Franklin, to have 100% Sean Clifford over the weekend, Sean Clifford is a difference maker uh, Penn State and 19 and a half points considering. And I know that this is always a close game. Penn State was bad last year. I like Penn State to come in and cover. That's a ton of points for Penn State, a ton. And when they've had their quarterback, they've been far better. So Penn State is a dog. Iowa as a road dog. Arizona State as a home favorite and Georgia as a neutral site favorite neutral site favorite. Okay, then the big game of the weekend is Michigan and Michigan State, right? Big noon kickoff. Joel Klatt there. All the pomp, all the circumstance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Michigan State is a 4-point home dog. Sparty, great running game, doesn't throw it a ton. Beat Indiana 20 to 15. Hey, their best win of the year. Hmm... Miami, Nebraska, I don't know. They're they're good, and we've made you some money on them. And uh, obviously, they're they're led by Kenneth Walker, who's an outstanding running back. I just think Michigan is demonstrably better. This feels like a year where Michigan has had a slow build and is playing their best football and is healthy and flies around on defense. And a four-point favorite on the road means they're a seven-point favorite at home. I just think that's a much better football team Do I wish I could get it for two and a half or three? So a field goal? Yeah. But I'll take Michigan. They're better. They're better across the board. Neither team throws it particularly well. I think they're both really good at running the football. Michigan's shown a little bit more growth offensively. I'll take Michigan and lay uh, lay the four points. All right. Doug Gottlieb, show Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to our pro picks where I maybe give you a couple bonus ones. All right, you got the National Football League, and we already had a great, great game. I mean, what a great game! Going back to last night, Dolphins taking on the Bills. Um, this one's going to be real tough for the for the Dolphins. You know, uh, it's going to be raining, forty three degrees. Buffalo's defense is awesome. I know it's a huge number for the NFL. Most NFL games are decided by a touchdown or less. Not this one. Give me the Bills. Lay the number. Niners taking on the Bears. Niners are a four-point favorite against the Bears. Look, I, I, there's a reason they didn't want this quarterback change in Chicago. He's not ready. The Niners didn't play well in the rain, but it's supposed to be sunny, 50 degrees crisp in Chicago. Give me the Niners as a road, road favorite. God, these games are hard because the lines are so big, aren't they? They just are. Bengals, Jets. I like the Bengals in the 10 and a half. That's a huge, huge number. Um, I'll tell you what, what, uh, what underdog I like. I like the Cowboys on the road against the Vikings. You know, it's a Cowboys team that can really, really score. And we've seen primetime Kirk Cousins enough to know what primetime Kirk Cousins looks like. Giving the Cowboys as my first dog of the week. And I'll give you one more dog. The Lions are taking on the Eagles. The Lions are three-and-a-half-point dogs. The Lions win their first game under Dan Campbell, or at least have to come close. Give me the Lions as their three-and-a-half-point underdogs. So Georgia, Arizona State, Iowa, Penn State, Michigan, Bills, Niners, Bengals, Cowboys, Lions, those are the picks.
6: On three, one, two, three. Five. there it is five nfl let's go, five. five college five for five
1: with doug Gottlieb. i don't like i love i love 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 the chargers this week too that would be my bonus pick so here on fox sports radio uh let's get to charles robinson who does an amazing job for yahoo and of course he's a senior nfl reporter he also has the yahoo nfl podcast he joins us Boys, there's there's a, there's a lot here. I want to get to the league meeting stuff because that stuff is crazy. There's like five teams that that there's there's stuff going on behind the scenes. Everybody's focusing on Washington, but let me let me go to last night. How far does last night's win go to help keep Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay?
7: Um, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think. I, I'll tell you what I think it's really uh a long shot that he stays. I do. Even even with the success, I know he's having a good time, he's enjoying this. Um but I still think that there is a sneaking suspicion there for Aaron Rodgers that in terms of the front office things have not dramatically changed. Um now, you know, it's a long season. Let's see how this goes. I've made the point that the front office should learn from the last two years and say, okay, we've gone to the NFC Championship game, two years running, and in both of those games there was an element of talent deficiency that we ran into. And we have just went out and we, we've added Whitney Merciless, we added Jalen Smith. Um, but we still have $5 million under the salary cap, and we're the only team in the NFC that's above 500 with $5 million under the cap. And, oh, guess what? There's a number of offensive players that we could add, that could dramatically impact um, moving forward, you know, things moving forward, especially if we reach a Super Bowl and have to face, you know, one of these high-powered offensive teams. Um, You know, Brandon Cooks, so about $1.4, $1.5 million prorated the rest of the season. He would fit. Uh, There's a number of tight ends out there. Robert Tunyon goes down with with a knee injury you know, Hayden Hurst is somebody who can be had pretty cheaply. Um Evan Engram's a guy that I think you could you know get that salary knocked down and and add him. Um you know Deshaun uh Deshaun Jackson wants to trade out of LA. You know, there's there's a number of pieces that I think given the depth at wide receiver that we saw, had had Aaron Rodgers not lobbied for Randall Cobb, they're running on fumes last night. I mean and, and they're running back Aaron Jones led the team receiving. So had you know, uh, Rodgers has not flexed his muscles. There's no Cobb in that game, and, and there's no two touchdowns um, that he throws to Cobb and, and a third flag in the end zone that could have resulted in a third touchdown. Um, it's just a long-winded way of me saying, like, maybe they should listen to Rogers. Maybe they should uh, continue to show him we're going to extend and reach for you um, as long as you're here, and maybe that would change Aaron Rodgers' mind. But I, I'm telling you, he I don't think there's any element of him not treating this like it's It's a last hurrah. And every time he talks about how much he's enjoying himself, listen closely. He talks about how much he's enjoying playing with his teammate. He's enjoying, um, you know, this coaching staff. He never says, you know, everyone's waiting to hear him say, hey, things are going good with the front office. He's not saying that.
1: I want to ask you about uh, the last play of the game for the Cardinals on offense where it appeared A.J. Green had no idea the ball was coming to him, right? First, here's Kyler Murray on what happened.
6: I honestly don't know. Um, Just just some miscommunication. I couldn't tell you, but, you know, we just got to be better. I know he's hot, you know, um, emotions running high. Obviously, after the fact, it's, you know, we both know we weren't on the same page and uh, it cost us. But, you know, we'll be better because of it.
1: Okay, so here's Cliff. Now take a listen to what Cliff Kingsbury says.
6: Cliff, do you feel like that's the back shoulder is the one route that's not going to be intercepted? Yeah, I mean, we feel like it's a safe throw if, if he knew the route to run. No question. Yeah, they brought zero. It was the right place to go with the ball. Just didn't communicate on some level, and then the guy made a good play.
1: I mean, Cliff's saying, like, okay, that's A.J. Green's fault, right? Pretty pretty obvious there, whereas Kyler was like, you know, we just get, we got to get better out of it. You know, I don't know what happened. Whatever. Um, and the guys asked a good question: like, is that a college coach thing, or is that Cliff just kind of being an offensive guy? Matter of fact, everybody and and AJ AJ knows he screwed up. How do you think that that plays? Uh,
7: I I'd be more concerned if it was DeAndre Hopkins. You know that he's talking about. You know, I'd be more concerned if it was Kyler that he's talking about. Like, and no offense to AJ Green, he's a, he's a good solid player for them, but. Um, Aj should be happy. He's where he is in that offense. You know, I mean, that's it's resurrected um, Aj's career. It's given him a second wind when I think a lot of people thought there was nothing left in the tank. And you know, I I would more than banging on Cliff Kingsbury, who I, I don't I I'm fine when coaches don't lie. I'm fine when they don't try to cover when they just say, hey, look, this this wasn't good enough, and and you know we can't have that happen, which is effectively what he was saying. You know put it in the plus column for Kyler Murray because he said we weren't on the same page. That's not really what the question is. Who was on the right page? Kyler was. A.J. wasn't. And he's here's my thing. A.J. Green's been in the league long enough that I don't understand what he was doing in the end zone. Like, it looked like he was run blocking. I don't know who thinks you're run blocking with 14, 15 seconds left in a game. Um, and you're trying to get in the end zone in that scenario. I think every single person, including, including everybody on defense knows 99% of the time, every ball is getting thrown into the end zone because if it's not a completion, it gives you a chance to stop the clock, kick the field goal. But, um, you know, I don't know what to say. I mean, I like it just, it was a bad play. I, if AJ Green's hot, I hope he's hot at himself because he did, he made the mistake. Everybody knows he made the mistake. Um, and, you know, somebody made the point today and I thought it was a good point. Like, this is part of why it matters having reporters in the locker room because you got to ask A.J. Green, like, what happened, man? Like, what? what's – you know, give him an opportunity to own it and and move on from it. And, you know, that's part of the downside right now is that sometimes the principals who are involved in things don't have a chance to, to stand up and just own it themselves.
1: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Trail. Let's get to these league means, okay? So you have the Washington thing, okay, where they're not – like, we we have – Oral presentation, we're not putting anything on paper, and the only thing that came out of it was Gruden gets fired. You have the Texans, where their owner is is you know calling it the Chinese virus, which is which bothers a lot of people. Um, you have let's see, well, you got the Raiders, who in addition to Gruden being fired and them being hot about it, they also you know they got three front office guys you know free, that that they ran off that they basically made resign over a accounting error um I'm trying to think what else then you got the st louis deal right where the league's getting sued and now all of a sudden you know the owner who said you know i'll identify he's like no nah, i'm not i'm not with you guys on this thing like kind of feels like a little bit of a mess considering how good everything else has been in the league
7: yeah and roger goodell just made 128 million dollars in two two years <laughs> I mean it's talk about somebody i like I get it, he kicked in all the bonuses, you know, getting the CBA landed and then you know the the t v deal done, but wow, uh, a two year hundred and twenty million dollar um salary, and let's be honest, things aren't great in the league. remember you left out the fact that um Oakland is also that that relocation is snaking its way through the court system there, and they're they're they could definitely get some win in their sales momentum in terms of a blueprint if uh st louis succeeds and st louis is doing pretty well right now you have the concussion lawsuit and the race norming stuff that all came out which is i mean just got awful for the league people really sat down and thought about it and cared about it um you had what the washington football team facility raided by the dea because their head trainer and, and effectively head of medicine is um, ensnared in in some sort of DA investigation that required them talking to players. Um, no, I mean there's a, there's a multitude of things that are ridiculous here, and I, I but to me, nothing. I, I, I'm not I'm not degrading any of them. Really, I, I, I truly think that there's there's a, a sort of stack the way you would stack these in terms of like what's most troubling for the league. I don't think there's anything more troubling than Stan Kroenke having told other owners, "Hey, if I get sued." I'll pay the legal bills. I'll pay for the hit if I lose. Um, I'll indemnify you. Don't worry about it. We're good. And now we're at a point where Stan had to be asked to leave a private session, which is the highest executive session you can have during an owner's meeting. So effectively the owners could talk trash about him and flex and say that they're upset and they wouldn't have voted for him if uh, they had known he wasn't going to you know cover their rear ends on the back end if they're getting sued. And then you have Jerry Jones, who's Stan's biggest ally, going, hey, if you guys are all thinking about suing Stan to cover yourselves for the legal fees and the damages, just remember when you sued me when I went after outside advertising, what did I do? I turned around and sued you guys back. Stan could do that. So Jerry's basically saying my guy, my buddy, probably is thinking about suing you if you sue him. That's how bad this St. Louis, I mean, we're talking about a potential multi-billion dollar fallout from the St. Louis Rams to L.A. Rams relocation. And now you have owners talking about suing each other. And when Jeff Pass, the league's attorney, who was ensnared in all the email stuff with Bruce Allen, says, let's bring Stan back in the room, Jerry Jones says, well, maybe he should be accompanied by a lawyer. You have owners who are like, maybe we shouldn't be talking to each other anymore without, without lawyers present at this point. Like, this is... This is wildly um, out of control for the league right now when it comes to St. Louis, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, I I think some of this talk about potentially awarding the city an expansion team to try and get out from under this, I totally think
1: that's possible. If they don't get one now, they're never going to get one. I'm, I, I'm telling you right, like right, like if they don't if they don't get a franchise, they're literally never going to get one because they, it, the venom. I mean, Oakland's got no shot; they've lost a team twice. <laughs>
7: Uh There's no entity out there that's ever had this kind of leverage on the NFL. I mean, I've never seen the NFL scrambling to get um, a potential trial moved, to try and get a a, a potential trial judgment split apart, the, the punitive end of it in terms of awarding damages split apart from the guilt or innocence part of it like hey let's have one group decide if we're guilty or innocent but a whole other group decide what the punitive damages well, but are part of it part of um, it is right
1: now the trials in Missouri right they have no shot
7: yeah they don't i look if they're if they're in St. Louis i mean the jurors you would I, and I, you know is it a uh, incorrect assumption no but all the jurors in the jury box are going to sit there and go jury box are going to go well um if i rule against I rule against you know, the the municipality was saying, Listen, I'm ruling really against myself. Like I'm literally sitting in my own favor, you know. I live in the municipalities, you know, amongst the municipalities that are suing the um the, the Rams at this point. And yeah, I, I, I get why they're agitated about it, but I'm just saying like it's to have owners, you know, to have Stan Kroenke now sitting here going, Man, I'm I'm potentially gonna have to cut um to even settle this thing, we're gonna get into the billions and and who knows what the damages are going to be. I can't cover everyone on this thing. Uh the league's going to have to kick in and all these other owners are going to have
1: to kick it, in. It reminds me of guys, him. it reminds me of going to a fancy restaurant like you're like, "Ah, order whatever you want, guys." And then the, and like, I'm I'll, I'll take care of the bill. And then all of a sudden the bill comes like, "Whoa! What? Yeah. Excuse me?" Uh a real real quickly. No, you know. Um You know, it, is Deshaun Watson really going to get traded here before the trade deadline?
7: Um Here's here's the thing with this. We're we everything I reported in August about the Dolphins are front runners. Here's what the prices. Here's all this, you know all the teams that fell off. All this thing. It all got re-reported. It's weird. It's weird that we moved this far and we all got re-reported. And I'm like, okay, something must have changed in all this, right? Something clearly somebody's giving up. Well, now here we are. Friday trade deadline's Tuesday. And the word that I'm getting is that no, no one's really changed since August. It's the same thing. The Dolphins so, are who, so like, so who's Why? leaking?
1: Who's leaking it? Either Houston's leaking it because they want to up the ante, or Deshaun's people are leaking it because they they want they want to move.
7: I think everyone I think everyone's leaking it because they're trying to get their own leverage pressed in this situation. I think Deshaun's camp wants out, so they're trying to get out. You know, okay, here's sort of the rehash of of where this stands and. You know, Miami's interest. I think Houston's trying to get, you know, uh, oh, Miami's interested. Oh, by the way, Carolina's interested. Just trying to get other teams to the table to see if they could effectively try to push Deshaun Watson to maybe open his trade clause elsewhere. Um, You know, I think Miami is interested, and I think that's why Stephen Ross has not said, hey, some of the things that are being reported about me are not accurate when he's had an opportunity to to say that. But, look, this comes. it boils down to one thing. Well, two things. Number one, he's not open his trade clause to anyone else, so it's Miami, okay? Like, up through the trade deadline, it's Miami. And then number two, Stephen Ross has been stuck on this point for a while now, going back uh, more than a month, where he has said, look, if we're going to deal for him, he's he's got to resolve uh, at least the civil suits. He's got to come to some kind of a settlement there with the civil suits so that we have that out of the way. Can't resolve the criminality end of it because no charges have been filed, and that could come to bear later, but at least get out from under this. The problem with that is if he settles, there's a global settlement in his uh, civil suits, it's going to trigger a clause in the personal conduct uh, uh, the personal conduct uh, policy that is going to suspend him immediately six games because it's going to be considered a violation of um, the subset of rules that deal with assault. And it would be considered a tacit admission of guilt, which is what Watson's camp believes it would be, and he's going to get suspended six games. So if he even follows through with what Ross wants, there's a chance, a very good chance he's going to get nailed for six games. And then the Dolphins are going to look at Houston and say, okay, well now we're not even going to have him for six games after the deadline. Right. So we have to adjust the the, the trade cost. It's it's a mess right now. So I highly doubt. I I've, I've, I've said this when it fell apart in August. I'm like, no one's willing to give in here. And if no one's willing to give in, it's not going to get done. We're still sitting there. So someone has to give in between now and Tuesday.
1: Charles Robinson, download his podcast. It's a good one. He's the senior NFL reporter for Yahoo Sports. You're the best. Thanks for joining us.
7: Thanks, Doug. Doug. Take care, man.
6: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
9: Do you love Selena?
10: Like, really love Selena?
1: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, let's get to the press. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, let's get to the press. Oh, well, uh, all right, let's, uh, go ahead, go pew, ahead. I pew, a- pew, get in there and
13: press. That was our new and improved press intro. All right. Press. There you go, right on pew, cue. Pew, pew. All right, we will start in the NFL, where the New York Times reports that Commissioner Roger Goodell reportedly earned over the past two years 128 million dollars, and that ninety percent of that amount was from bonuses, not salary. The bonus is tied to securing the NFL's new media rights deals and labor deals. Yeah, you got a
1: commission. You got a commission.
13: We li- got a commission.
1: Yes. Yes. Smart business. Um Roger guy's that. done unbelievably well for the business of the NFL. The question is. Um, he works for the owners, right? And he made the owners remarkably rich. And he got labor peace and all that other stuff. This is great. And Thursday Night Football and the Amazon deal and and extending the media rights and getting more money even out of the pandemic. Amazing. So he, the question becomes, if they lose a bunch of money in the St. Louis deal.
13: He'll only he get a $100 million dollar bonus instead of what, what, $128 what happens, million.
1: What happens there?
13: I mean, I think it'll be a, it'll be like uh, kicking a deck chair off the uh, Queen Mary, as it were. I mean, look, my idea of bonuses, it's like that scene, the famous scene in the movie, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. My yes. idea of a bonus is like a set of golf clubs, not $128 million.
1: Look at how big the media rights deal is. That's Who got true. the media rights deals I done? He I got know. them. He had it in his contract. If they didn't like the contract, they shouldn't have signed it. A win. win to win. A win to win. What else you got?
13: I got I don't I, I'll tell you what I don't got 128 million in bonuses. I need more stories. All right, okay. all right. Okay, here's one right up your alley. Mm. Mikey Williams has signed an historic footwear and apparel deal with Puma. Mikey Williams is a 17-year-old high school basketball phenom who could be in the 2024 NBA draft rated as the 11th best prospect in the nation. He signed a multi-year deal with Puma. He also has more than 5 million combined instagram TikTok, and twitter
1: followers Uh, Mike williams is a sensation i I mean he uh, most people think he's been passed in his class that he's not even a top 25 player in that class but it's all about the gram and he's huge on the gram we'll see if with all that money in his pocket he continues to improve hey get out there and press
7: that was the
1: press (laughs) all right uh, world series tonight jay Stu, who do you like uh i think the astros win it in atlanta you heard it here Win in Atlanta. I think uh, the Astros win tonight, although we all like to cheer against the Astros. It's Doug show. Have a great weekend. Fox Sports Radio.
4: to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked
5: in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was
4: already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: Do you love Selena?
4: Like, really love?
9: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
10: to start listening.